Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello. Hey. Hey, how you doing today? I am doing awesome. How about you? I'm doing good. I can hear the smile through the phone. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's <laughs> I can good. hear the smile through the phone. So, how have your week been? It's uh, what they say is mental health month. How your mental health been this month? I mean, you know, I've been good. I've been busy. It's my first month fully at home. I've been mm-hmm. traveling a lot, so I've been taking care of personal things, so it's good. No doubt. So how often do you travel? At least um, twice a month. Whew, so you get around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm usually like a week or two out of the month at home. No doubt, no doubt. So let me get the uh, customers out the way that we can get this thing rolling. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the Smokers Lounge. I'm your host, Kavanaugh, the subject champ, a.k.a. the porn rap star. You already know what it is. Watch my porn, buy my porn, subscribe to my porn, listen to my music, stream my music, follow my music, follow me on social media. All you got to do is go to one place, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. I got discounts going on for my mini vids all the way to my black bull sessions. Also, we are on the Anchor app, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast. All you got to do is download it on your phone or go to anchor.fm, set up a profile, become a podcaster, start podcasting like myself. We are sponsored by, loved by, and um, plan to do a lot more with moving in the next couple of months with the Facebook of the LS community. Excuse me. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Go there today. Get yourself a profile. Interact with other people like yourself who might be into the same kinks, different kinks or way more kinky than you, even find <laughs> events in your area. So go to lsworld.com today. We're also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go to shopgwdistrict.com and listen to other podcasts ran by black, pe- black men and women like myself, as well as you can get some shopping done. As you can buy from over a 1,000 black retailers and sellers. And if you're selling, you got product yourself, you can ask yourself a profile on there today. So go to shopgwdistrict.com. We're talking about fashion, health, beauty, reading materials, you name it, they got it. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, support black businesses, buy black products, support the black economy so we can build generational wealth. Now I'm about to be quiet and let this lady introduce herself. Go ahead. Hey everyone, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. My name is Brianna Kahlo. I am a porn star. And, well, I'm just happy to be here. No doubt. So, uh, what is your ethnicity? Because when I went on your uh, 
profile saw two flags. <laughs> so tell about your ethnicity. I am Cuban-Mexican, Cuban dad, Mexican mom, although I was born and raised in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I lived there for 18 years. I moved here back in 2011. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and what made you decide to move from Mexico to America? My parents. It wasn't my decision. (laughs) Yeah, they said, we got to get the hell out of there. (laughs) Yeah, no, things got really tough in Mexico. It was when... Uh, the previous president was declaring the war to uh, the cartels. Yeah, yeah. It just got really nasty. And my parents are like, no, it's not, you know, the environment we want you guys to grow up in. Mm. So we move. Yeah, because trust me, I came up with the cartel. Because, see, I'm a, I like mafia documentaries and stuff like that. El Chapo, the the, uh, guy, I can't think it, uh, Narco, Narco on Netflix, Narco uh, Mexico. I love mm-hmm. that damn series. That shit was off the chain. It was, so, but when you live it, it's not so nice. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no! I could believe, I can imagine the terror that y'all had to deal with. Oh, it was um, from 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 seeing it like they they weren't scared to kidnap people. It was that serious. Yeah, I mean, my my dad actually got kidnapped. Oh God! Yeah, they they mm. have this super popular thing in Mexico. Not recommended. <laughs> it's called yeah. express kidnapping. They mm. kidnap you for a day or two, and then they ask for the ransom, and that's how you, they go about. Mm. I guess so. Yeah. So most definitely. So you came over here, um, and you broke into the adult film business. Now, what brought you into the business? And why did you decide to get into it and try your hand at it? Well, let's see. I, to be honest, the real answer is I don't know how the fuck it happened. It just happened. Just fell on your lap, huh? Um, you know, I was quote unquote an influencer on Instagram for a while, and mm-hmm. this company, Fan Center, reached out. Uh, asking for influencers to join the Exvis uh, panel they had on 2019. Mm-hmm. 2019. And so I was curious. I'm like, you know, I blog about mental health and sexual health. Why not asking firsthand porn stars and everyone that is in the industry uh, how they go about, you know, all the sexual health involved. And so I go to the Exvis event in Miami before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started networking with different people and eventually Plumper Pass, one of the companies reached out and they're like, oh, we want to shoot you. Uh, we got, you know, you got recommended by one of the porn stars we know. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I, I thought about it for a little bit, like for a few (laughs) weeks, not so long, but at least for two months. So what you doing girl prior to that or... No, I never did anything. I I didn't even sell nudes online. I I was completely yeah. Uh, yeah. I had no idea. I'm like, what? I'm gonna get naked on camera. I was curious because I've always been very sexual. My I'm yeah. very, I have my sexual freedom since always. I've never been you know ashamed of who I am, but I've never really thought of doing porn. But at the time, I really didn't think any of it. I'm like, you know what? It sounds fun. You know, it's extra money I can use. Mm-hmm. I was on my vanilla job, you know, just having my regular nine to five. And mm-hmm. I'm like, let's let's give it a try. 
and I, I did it, you know, and then I started, you know, networking more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing how much money this other porn stars were doing. And I'm, I got even more curious. I'm like, how the hell do you make so much money? Like, I want to mm-hmm. know. And, you know, eventually, you know, trial and error, trial and error, I figure out the way to make really good money. So mm-hmm. I quit my vanilla job and I started full time on the porn industry. Nothing wrong with that. So when you did your first shoot, tell me about the experience. Was you nervous? How was it, you know, saying your first experience was because you just didn't do an amateur shoot. You actually did a straight up professional porn shoot. So can you talk about that a little bit? I was nervous beforehand because I've. Like I I fuck a lot, you know, and I've had group sex before that and threesomes. <laughs> like I I've been crazy before that, but I've never really been in front of the camera or in front of strangers being, you know, watched having sex other than, you know, the friends that were watching me having sex with other friends, you know, like normal mm-hmm. thing. You get drunk, you get dizzy, and then you get horny and the party starts. But never mm-hmm. nothing professional like that. So actually uh, the day before my shoot, I'm like, you know what? What would help me to loosen up a little bit and not be so shy about being in front of others? So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the to the nude beach. So I went to the nude beach, and I got naked for the first time. I was super nervous. I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna react. Like, you know, I'm a BBW, so it's not like the typical body shape that I was used to seeing in porn. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, fuck it. So I did it. Nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, worst comes to worst. Nothing happens again, right? Mm-hmm. So I go on set and then I see this super handsome guy I was about to fuck. And everything went out of the window. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm about to have the time of my life. Look at who, this Who was the male talent? <laughs> who was the male talent? Uh, Carlos Carrera. Okay, then. Okay, then. Yeah, I know him. And I was excited. I, like the second I saw him, and he was super chill. He was super nice. I'm like, oh my god, I'm already horny. I'm excited. The people, you know, at Plum Papers are super chill, super nice. So I was in a really good environment. Mm-hmm. So everything will. It, it was exciting. It was really exciting. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so after that, um, of course, you continue to do boy girl scenes as well as film for yourself. Um, how did you go about filming for yourself? How did you come up with the type scenes and the inspiration for the type scenes that you, that, that you do as well um, as networking? I started watching porn, not for pleasure, but for like homework. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so what do they do? And then I just realized that they really like amateur porn as it is not so much uh, professional, but amateur porn was really, you know, it looked like just two or three or as many people just having fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so I just got my professional camera and I started doing it with a tripod, just reaching mm-hmm. out to other performers. And that's how I started, just, you know, mm-hmm. actually reaching out to people I felt attracted and, and like had like kind of chemistry with. Mm-hmm. Like, let's fuck on camera. And, you know, that's that's how I went about it. And then eventually you start getting, you know, more professional about it you start mm-hmm. looking at the details and stuff like that so i'm like oh, okay maybe i should hire a camera person now and maybe mm-hmm. i should do this and maybe i should think about location and outfits mm-hmm. and you know uh see, see, what happened, see what happened was as you got start doing it 
it's like I tell anybody, the way you start a business is the way you continue it. You started on a high level. So as you start watching yourself perform, you want to stay on that level. You get where right. I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, period. Sure. So so like I said, so you network with other male talents as well as female talents. Explain to the people why that's important to networking as far as not only increasing your stock, but also increasing your money and your exposure. Well, you know, you you really never know who you're going to meet and who that person might uh, help you open up a door mm-hmm. to, to, you know, your career. I've had the luck to meet a lot of wonderful people that have been very nice to me and that have, you know, been willing to collaborate with me, even though I was absolutely nobody and I was completely new. Um, I had people mentor me. I had people uh, help me with even like financial situations. Um, mm. There's always, you know, the the you know black sheep of the family in the industry. You know, I've met you yeah. know, people here and there that are not so cool, but f- for the most part, networking is finding that person that is going to help you reach that next level and vice versa because mm-hmm. in my case I do the same thing for others like you come you you reached out to me and I see you either if you're just started or if you're already established I mm-hmm. give you a shot as long as you know you're uh, cool people and that obviously you comply to what we you know do in the adult industry mm-hmm. so yeah because um like to me, is I tell people you need to do content trade. You need to network with others because it taps you into their fan base. Of course, and you know, what I'm saying and put them on their platforms. Um, I'm sitting here looking at your stuff. You are you can sit here and say you're nominated. I'm trying to have you won one yet? Uh, award? I have three awards. Okay, actually. then so so I'm to award winner at this point in time. Please speak to. Winning an award in this industry because very few people can sit there and have, say have that experience. Until this day, I really like it. This is still shocking to me. I my very first award was six months into the industry, and I was like, "What are people really looking at me that much?" Mm-hmm. Um, and what award yeah, was that? I mean, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that when you put your heart in what you do, your fan base do recognize it. And if you're, you know, someone that is not just, um, how can I say? And I, I and I say this very often to to other performers, like you don't want to mm. be just that person that is just tweeting to tweet, or posting to post, or doing things just to do it. Like you want to actually relate to your fan base one way or the mm. other. So mm-hmm. I feel that I've been doing that, and they like it. So mm-hmm. I feel like if anyone is looking to win an award, fan base award you definitely want to connect with your uh, fan base other than just seeing them as, you know, dollar signs. Mm-hmm. And, and to segue into the next thing, you speak a little bit upon branding. How important was it to you after a while of branding who you are as a performer and, and also developing your brand? I'm still developing my brand. I am still twitching and changing and 
experimenting with my brand, but I feel like it's very important that when you do decide to do this professionally, not just for curiosity or for fun, that you do take it as a, you know, as a business and that mm -hmm. you look at all the tools that are given to you to increase uh, visibility and increase income on your brand. Mm -hmm. I feel like also obviously being very professional, being responsible and again, not getting into clicks or drama or, you know, any of that nasty side of it. You can grow your brand and you can have a strong, you know, name in the industry. Yes, because the hate is real in this business. It's just be it be quiet compared to when I first was in the business. <laughs> because the, the way Twitter <coughs> excuse me. Smokers lungs, right? <laughs> the name of the button. Excuse me. Smokers Lounge. Smokers Gotta smoke. But yeah, it was a lot of beef back in the day. It was definitely on Twitter. And I think it kind of hurt the BBW image and oh, yeah. the industry in many ways. Um, and it's less present now. Um, so be it that you being a Hispanic BBW, how is how's that experience being in the BBW in in your experience of doing this adult film business so far? Um, in ref like referring to what within the BBW community or as a performer? Both. Well, within the BBW community, I don't really think it has made a difference. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of variety in the BBW community. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned it before. The community can be very cliquish. That's mm -hmm. one thing I don't like. I try to stay away from that. But overall, you know, they're they're very welcoming. And again, mm -hmm. we have white, black, Hispanic, Asian. Mm -hmm. We have everything in the BBW community. As a performer, though, more than being Hispanic, which I think that that's that adds just like a little exotic side of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um. A, being a BBW, it is challenging to like to because there's just so much you can do in the uh, as a BBW, like brassers, reality mm -hmm. games, all these other major companies are just starting to give it a try with very few selected models. Yes, I was just talking about that on the previous episode. <laughs> yes, it's pretty much just like, yeah, it, it seems like they only see two or three people and then the rest of the community is like, well, we see, don't exist. With, but see, what people got to understand is that the companies like Brazer and them, okay, it's like this. I, I'm going to make it short sweet because this is not about me. This is about you. Um. Basically, brazen. The reason why they're tapping to the BBW market because they're not making the money they used to be make because the content creators are taking all the money. Of course, of y'all being independent, mm -hmm. it's hurting them. Only yep. fans is hurting them. Um, so they had to tap into it. Brazen did their first transsexual porn. People don't understand how major that was because porn always wanted to keep it separate. They wanted straight porn separate from gay porn. Yeah. You know, period. Just like they BBW porn separate from skinny girl porn. Right. You know, period. Um, 
And that's the reason why they're doing it now, because they're trying to tap into markets, which they wouldn't have tapped into prior. Um, that's why it was like when I saw so, was a Sophia Rose on Brazer, I said, about time. But at the right? same token, yeah. if you know the business, you know why they did it. Of course, yeah. And and we all know that there's more than just Sophia Rose in the industry. Yeah. I'm not speaking just for me because, again, I feel like I'm pretty new to be asking for hats. But I do see other performers that I'm like, why are they not giving the spotlight as, you know, mm-hmm. she is given? And not, no shade on, on her because this is not her decision. Yeah. But it just makes me wonder, like, how how flexible, how, how actually business-minded can this company are like seeing BBWs as marketable or not mm. when in reality we pull a lot of money because we are a big community and we have a very big fan base mm. it's oh, just yes. a matter of being given the opportunity and we'll bring the money because I'd be the first to tell anybody BBWs made my company <laughs> yeah say louder baby BBW's made my company um, because I can sit here and say hands down that I sold more BBW content than the Skinny Girl content. The only why I even shot Skinny Girl content was because trying to broaden the fan base, but it, like I said, at the end of the day, people don't realize that guys want to see more voluptuous women. They want to see women like you. They want to see women like Sophie. They want to see uh, women like dripping, dipping red. Um, they just don't want the skinny girls anymore. And it's kind of like funny that Hollywood is kind of last to see that. Can you speak upon that? As far as what? Um, like with the come just like what you were saying, it was like they just now really starting to film the girls and stuff. But but y'all been making money for years. Yeah. I mean, again, it it just goes to to popularity. Um, in this case Sophia Rose has been the she is until today the most famous BBW there is for the for the community so it was yeah. it was a no brainer to give her the opportunity yeah but don't worry they're they gonna grab you too <laughs> <laughs> I, no I love Sophia Rose and this is not about her yeah. it's, it's just oh, no, reality, no, I know. you know Yo, trust, you, like, so like you hear this lady's giving you her roses. What I think you should do is you should hit her up. Y'all should do a scene together. That's just my opinion. I'm just throwing that out there. For sure. And well, we actually had one one scene pending, but COVID hit and then she wasn't traveling. I wasn't traveling. Yeah. But now that we're back to normal, we'll probably um reconnect yeah. with when it comes to that. But Again, there's so many other amazing performers that I see, mm-hmm. you know, obviously BBWs, and it just makes me want to, and they're popular, like, they have their very big fan base, and, and I know they're pulling money, mm-hmm. and I just don't see why these companies wouldn't just say, oh, this person might be a really good, you know, person mm-hmm. to shoot as well. And not only, we're not talking just about these two companies, even smaller, you know, Porn companies are just starting mm-hmm. to hire quote unquote BBWs, but then you see the the persons that they quote BBWs being models that are thick and have their body done. They're just not skinny, mm-hmm. so it's like they're not really considered BBW. Mm-hmm. 
but they're thick. They're not the stereotypical skinny porn girl. So they're considered mm-hmm. BBW. So I feel like that's like a slap in the face for actual BBWs. It's like, so now you're telling me that in order to shoot for you, I need to look plastic. I need to look this. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to say plastic. But yeah, I mean, no, I need no, to have no, my body it, done. Speak and... your mind. <laughs> well, yeah, plastic bitches are getting the BBW shoes. <laughs> You know, and it's like, man, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, no, like, I want to stay true to myself. I'm a BBW mm-hmm. and I want you to like me and mm-hmm. see the beauty in me because I'm beautiful. I'm fat. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. But that doesn't not make me sexy. That does not make me attractive. And that doesn't not make me a good performer. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that as a bbw when it comes to opportunities within the industry they're very limited when -hmm. it comes to being independent to be honest and and i say this being very honest not to sound cocky not to sound on any way but toot your horn baby i will shoot for these companies just for the clout for the fan base for getting more eyes out there not interesting not because I need the money. I make it, so much money by myself. I don't need them. It's just a matter of being seen, you know, being actually appreciated within the industry. You mm-hmm. mentioned Hollywood. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, they, for a very long time, the only two faces that you will see on every movie was Bruce Willis and Nicolas Cage. It's like, yeah. Those, no other two that could do action movies. And then they're like, oh, but, you know, maybe we can look at this other person. Maybe we can look at this other person. Mm-hmm. And so it was not just those two, you know, that you will see every time on, a, on an action movie. So that's how I feel that they are now. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, we're just looking at this one or two individuals. Mm-hmm. And I feel that eventually they will open up to, you know, more BBWs, but it's gonna take time. I don't, I don't see it happening. In the now, next year. now, now, you were speaking upon something which I wanted to bring: the importance of content exchange. Can you please explain to the people the importance of content exchange? Because I've been preaching that for decades. Content is king. Content is king. Content exchange. Um, talking about you know cloud and. And and cloud is, and then I just use cloud as you know very loosely because it's mm-hmm. just a common word, but obviously being having more visibility, <clears throat> doing content trade with people will get you there, without mm-hmm. needing mainstream media. Doing content trade will get you there because, like you said, my fans will see your fans. I mean, my fans will see your face. And your fans will see my face and we're cross-promoting each other. And mm-hmm. if we do a really good scene, not only they want to, you know, see us work together again, but then a lot of people see it like, oh, I don't know if I do content trade, like, I'd rather do exclusive because uh, I'd rather just be, like, own the scene. When in reality, yeah. it doesn't really matter because your fan base will always be loyal to you and purchase mm-hmm. your, your content, but you're missing on the opportunity of being seen 
and being uh, promoted by another, you know, content creator that can bring more of that to your plate and vice versa. You offer the same to that person mm-hmm. and it's just feeding each other's brand uh, by content trade. And besides owning your own content and being able to sell it forever and ever. I mean, you don't get that when mainstream media, you get paid a flat in they, they're the ones that keep getting the, the money um, from that scene. You don't see one single penny after that. Yeah, if there's no royalties in this trade, business. No, there's no, there's no such a thing. You know, it's funny because a lot of uh, people that are, you know, outside the industry, my friends and stuff like that, they tell me, so how much is like the, the, I forgot the word they use, but as if I was getting paid after. <laughs> and it's like, no, dude, I get, I get, if I'm lucky, a thousand dollars for that scene and that's it, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't see one single penny after that. And I probably made them five, six thousand dollars, and I didn't see one single penny from it. So content trade is king. It's free because you know yeah. they don't charge you to content. That's what is content trade versus exclusive. Now, if you get to a level where you're like, no, I really do want to do exclusive because it's someone that maybe you booked because it's someone mm-hmm. that has more popularity than you. Then by all means, you know, do it. But I wouldn't do it for every single scene because I do feel that content creators and performers helping each other, that's how you build your brand. Mm-hmm. And plus also they'll put more emphasis to the scene because I, even with the paid scene, they'll put emphasis. But when they know it's something that they're going to put out, they're really going to put that extra oomph into mm-hmm. it. Definitely. Definitely. They, they take it more seriously. I agree with that. No doubt. So, um, also, I want you to speak to the differences between working with a professional male talent that that that's established versus a just a regular guy male talent. What I mean, he's not as established. Um, as far as performing, I'll say that I've. Well, no, I will lie if I say that they, they've been both good because I've had experiences where I'm like, dude, you can even get your cut car. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, and they swear. They're like, oh, no, I came ready. I'm ready to fucking. They can't fucking get hard. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, but I I feel that the the better phase of, or, or the best thing about working with someone that is established Versus someone that is maybe just trying out is that they already know what's up. They already know what yeah. they're going to do. They come yeah. prepare. You don't have to ask them, go wash your balls, please, because I can smell your dick. They already wash it, you know. And mm-hmm. I've had to tell new guys, like, I can smell you. And, I, you know, you don't expect, I don't expect you to go down to me smelling. You don't I think that would be common sense, you ask me. I would think that before you you jump in the shower real quick and... but you will think <laughs> you will think that's a common sense thing but no oh no trust me I've not. seen it <laughs> no they just come in trust me I see I know what you're talking in. about they fucking pull their dick out of their pants it's like no baby boy you have to take a shower like we have to be thin for this like no 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 and I've been looking at it ain't nothing worse than when the dude ain't even showered up. The girl, she just ready to jump on it. I'll be like, come on, babe. Come yeah. on. 
man, no, you don't want stinky pussy. We don't like stinky balls. Like, and it goes mm. goes to girls too. Like, I've had yeah. had a conversation with girls too. Like, baby, like you, you need to clean up. Like, you cannot just. And that happens a lot of concentrate houses where like they just finish one scene and then they get called for the next one mm-hmm. and they still come with a pussy full of cum and it's like no girl like go wash yourself. Like, <laughs> you, I'm not trying to drink no one's babies out of your hole. <laughs> so because like I say, um because that's the interesting part, especially like we like what you just made with the content trade houses that different people work different ways. So you have to actually adjust to that shit. And also something that I wanted to speak to you about also, because since you're a mental health advocate, expressing your boundaries, expressing your your limits and the whole nine on set, how important is that to any person that's in this business? Extremely important because we all have triggers we'll have experiences before that might have been unpleasant and i feel like sometimes that matter because we were uncomfortable at that point we don't usually voice it out of shame mm-hmm. but there's no shame on saying this is this is my limit this is what i like this is what i don't like this is what i will do and this is what i wouldn't do because what happens you're in the middle of the scene and then something triggering happens that you didn't discuss previously. Mm. Usually, usually what the person will go, what the person will do, sorry, is just go through it. Mm. And, and that's not, that's not good. Cause then, you know, it makes the experience bad. It makes you regret yeah. it. It makes you not, sometimes it's not even about the other performer, but it, it makes you not want to work with that person, but it wasn't them. It was mm-hmm. you not voicing, you know, what were your limits? And listen, yeah. coming from someone that was abused, someone com- from coming from someone that was raped, I feel like it's even more important to set your limits mm-hmm. because then it goes to this whole unnecessary issue afterwards where you're like, oh, this person abused me. This person oh. took advantage of me. Mm-hmm. This person did this, this person did that. When in reality, most of the times it was never discussed prior. Mm-hmm. And so now it's an issue. Now the other person without knowing did something to you when it was also your responsibility as a performer. Mm-hmm. And not only as a performer, but as someone that is about to have sex, regardless if you have it in the industry or outside the industry, you need to be able to say, you have to have a conversation. yo, yeah, like this is a no-no. Because then you you have all these rape claims and all this, mm-hmm. you know, drama that it's unnecessary. Yeah, because even with me, before I shoot with a, a model, and it's the reason why, it's the reason why I stay in touch with ladies when I'm about to work with them or what have you, is to Know what sets them off, what their limits, what their hard limits, especially me being in the lifestyle, being a dog. That's mm-hmm. part of when you do subs, is knowing their limits. Soft limits, hard limits, or what have you. And us as male talents, we have the responsibility to take the time to ask you these questions. At the same token, the female talent has to be 100% honest with us when we ask those questions and not feel embarrassed. You know, 
So it's kind of like, because like I said, at the end of the day, for example, um, it, it, a female may express she don't like her hair. You know what I'm saying? She she might don't like her hair pool, but she doesn't express it. Then she, it happens. And then you get where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's like you know, um, with you, what's some of the things? Because I call this pre care. I always call this pre care. These are things that producers, directors, as well as male talent can do. Conversation that they can have with the lady to make her feel comfortable before a shoot. What's some of the pre care that 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 you have experienced that worked for you in the whole night? I. Before I shoot with someone, I like sitting down with them and I actually ask them questions like, for example, like I'm, I'm very verbal and I can, ve- I can be very nasty when I'm talking. So mm-hmm. not, not, not everyone likes being called names. So I always <laughs> ask, you know, girls, uh, do you feel comfortable being called a whore? Do you feel comfortable being called a slut? Do you feel comfortable being slapped in the face? Then mm-hmm. uh, same goes to me. Like for example, to me, a limit is actually saliva. I do not like no spitting saliva. No spitting. I don't like it. And there's mm-hmm. been times where it hasn't been respected. And I have to cut the scene, and then it kills the whole mood, and then it kills the whole scene. Yeah. And after that, there's no recovering, you know? It's like, no. there's no recovering. But for, for me, for example, is that, like, do not spit on me. And when I'm doing threesomes, I ask the girl, girl, if you're sloppy on that cock, as soon as you're going to send me that cock to my mouth, please clean it with your hand. Or do something <clears throat> subtle, like, clean it. Don't just give me all your snob in the fucking cock, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, and that's yeah. and, and it sounds silly, you know. Like who's gonna say like you're a porn star? You should be able to like. Not not necessarily. Like it's not silly because it's about comfortability. Correct, but that, but I'm saying like a lot of a lot of people will think like in their head like oh maybe I shouldn't say this because then I look dumb, then I look awkward, then I I, I don't look as a good performer. Uh, no, but it's not true. See, me being on both sides of the camera. We can tell if you're not into it. We can tell when that switch got cut off. Mm-hmm. Just like I have females tell me, they can tell, I have some fans, male and female alike, can tell me which scenes I was really into, which scenes I went through the motions, you know, mm-hmm. period. So, and also when it comes to a woman, in my opinion, once she turned off, it's, 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 it, it, that's it. it. That's it. So that's why, no, what you're saying is not far-fetched. That's what I'm saying. No, of course not, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, So many performers, male and female, feel shy to say, maybe this, maybe that, I wouldn't want to do it because you don't want to look lame. Mm-hmm. But then your, your performance is lame because you weren't into it. So it's better mm-hmm. to discuss it first and make, mm-hmm. you know, the scene work around what your limits are. And there's no shame mm-hmm. in that, you know, especially like 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 I tell, you know, my peers, like if if I'm getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, and that happens, I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to go with it because I'm being paid. But mm-hmm. if, in, in this case, when we're talking about content trade, 
if you don't if you don't stop it right in that second, mm-hmm. then you neither you or the other person learns. Yeah. But then I come to realize that even on pro shoots, I should be able to voice, you know, I don't like this, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you do get asked, you know, what are your limits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for example, when I was new on my very first scene, <clears throat> I've never really liked spit. And the mm-hmm. guy loves spitting on me. And that's all he did on the whole fucking scene. <laughs> I still have fun. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> Where he was spitting on you at? On my face, on my boobs, on his dick, and then he will make me suck. And that, like, in my head, I'm like, okay. fuck, I'm just going to go through it, you know? But I remember that first scene, even though it was fun. Like, I remember that. I know you were like, what moment. the fuck is this dude? Yeah, in that moment when he spit on my face, <laughs> I legit just looked at him with, like, winking why I one eye full of fucking spit. And then the other one opened, just looking at him like, you motherfucker. Like, I didn't like it. But See, I- there are people don't realize when we do shoots, it's... It's fun, but it's work. It's not as easy as it seems. It's sometimes no. not as fun as it seems, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, I've, I've had, I've had again, I've had scenes where I'm just going through it, you know? Yeah. I'm just going through it. So, shoot. So, what are some of the misconceptions that you ran into since being in this business? <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm also smoking. <laughs> hey, smoke it over. <laughs> That's a Tiva, baby. Um, oh. um, man, I'm so high. I forgot what you asked. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love this podcast because this is why I tell you, ladies, I want the I, I want the real you. This is why I do these podcasts so they can see you. They hear you, they see you fuck <laughs> on camera. I want them to see the personality who you are. So um, now what I was saying is, what's some of the misconceptions that you might run into that fans may have in general? It could be from from romance to personal life. Oh, everything. It's so hard to deal with vanilla people outside the industry. Um, the question I get asked the most is, so do you guys get tested? Like, yeah, bitch, yeah. every fucking week. Like, I'm cleaner than you will ever be, you know? Like, I asked him, <laughs> when was the last time you checked yourself? Uh, I don't know, last year? Like, yeah, you see, like, I get checked every single week. And I have to pay $200 because I have to use one motherfucking system, not just go to my personal doctor and be like, hey, yeah, it's me again, another STD check. No, I have mm-hmm. to go to in a specific place where it costs me and I you know, and and we trust me, we're very clean, we're very responsible. We don't want chlamydia, we don't want gonorrhea, we don't want any of those things. Mm-hmm. No one wants to deal with that. So we're very mm-hmm. clean, we're very responsible. That's one of the things that I get asked the most. Like, how oh, you guys deal with STDs? Like, we <laughs> don't deal with them because we don't get them, you know? And another question is, like, when I go out on dates, which this is why I'm single, I, I can't deal with, you know, the jealous mm. and all that like they they think that because i do this for work they they can understand they can separate that when i'm with someone on set there's literally no feelings there's no emotions mm-hmm. it's a transaction it's literally mm-hmm. a transaction so if if i have sex with someone that i like it's completely different 
mm-hmm. you know, like the, it, the experience is different. Yeah, my, yeah. you know, I'm gonna moan the same way and I'm gonna write your dick the same way because guess what? I'm the same person, you know, but mm-hmm. it is different. So it's it's kind of crazy because I, don't get it twisted. I get the same questions. <laughs> and I'm yeah. a dude. So, but but it's kind of crazy because they think that we don't have husbands and wives. We don't have nine to fives. We don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they think because our business is based around sex that that's what we think about twenty four seven, and we're just some sluts and whores. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they they feel like we don't have morals that we're just, you know, fucking because we're fucking sex addicts. Like all these misconceptions and in reality, you know, it's really it's really a business. Like mm-hmm. I I tell my friends like when you see, you know, Brad Pitt and another lady, I don't know. Let's just put Angelina Jolie for example. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you see them, they're married. Mm-hmm. But you still see Brad Pitt kissing other girls on other movies, and you don't think, oh, you know what? Angelina He's Jolie dirty. Is gonna He's nasty. Win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he has no more. He's cheating on his wife. Like, you don't think that, right? Because you know it's entertainment. You know they're doing mm-hmm. it to entertain you. Well, guess what? We're like a mini Hollywood. We do the same thing. We're entertainers. We're actors. We're actresses. We get on set and we sell you a fantasy. We sell you a moment. We want to entertain you. The way you entertain yourself is up to you. You know, I don't know what you do. If you jerk off or if you cry or I don't know what you do with porn. But we create <laughs> porn to entertain you. So and we to make money. Performers. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for free. I'm oh, no. Not anymore. I used to fuck for free. Now that I see the money, I'm like, no, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this pussy has value. <laughs> yeah, because I, I tell anybody when someone asks me why I get into the business, I said because of money. Mm-hmm. It, I, I I had a choice to fuck on camera and get this three hundred a month, or not fuck on camera and lose that. Yep. So I went and got a test and I fucked on camera, and I've been and I've been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. So. When in your mind did he switch that, yo, let me turn this into a business? From the moment I started, because I never really saw porn, like, like my my first scene obviously was out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. But after after that, I really sat down and thought, like, do I want this just to be that one time that I can tell my, you know, my friends, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I did porn once, you know, and, well, he, he had had, or do I want to take this seriously and actually make money? Mm-hmm. And and I have to say, like, a lot of people are missing out on the money because they do, you know, take this lightly, but the money is there. Like, if, yeah. if you actually brand yourself the right way, the money is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, um, like I said, even with you, and then what I've been said, the more you make yourself look more professional on camera, the more they're going to want to buy it. I see you have your hair done, your nails done, you wear nice outfits. Speak to making yourself, speak to being a sex, a BBW sex icon in this industry. And you the advantages of make, it. You have to make yourself desirable, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, again... There is a big difference in, you know, getting yourself ready to go to a party, 
and, you know, looking pretty just for your, you know, own pleasure. And there is a big difference in looking good because you want to portray this fantasy, something that guys and girls look up to, that sex appeal. And overall, very natural. Like, I don't wear heavy makeup. I sometimes wear my glasses. You know, sometimes I wear my hair, you know, natural. But you always see me clean. You always see me with my nails done. You always see me and portraying myself also as a sex symbol, you know, not just being wild and, and trashy, which for some people works, but it's not it's not how I roll. You do have to make yourself desirable because you are the product. In this case, you are the product and you wouldn't buy a product that doesn't look good. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, little nice for some, break, huh? That's for some of y'all. My phone died and it got cut off. So that's on me. So I got a little bit more juice. So we're going to get back to it. Now, uh, Brianna, am I correct? Brianna, right? Brianna, yeah. Hey, Brianna. Okay, I just want to make sure I don't want to butcher nobody's name. Uh, <laughs> you were saying you, you were single. Now, the question I'm going to ask you is being in this business, does it work better being single? And then the second part of it, being in this business, does it make it hard to find someone to be with? Yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> being single has definitely been better for me. I actually, when I first started the industry, I was in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I had to end it because he wasn't supportive of my vision and mm -hmm. he was getting jealous and so on. So even though we were open, he mm -hmm. was still being jealous. Um, I feel like being alone for the moment being, it's the best because I'm still growing my brand. Mm -hmm. But whenever I've been, you know, feeling a little needy and lonely and I've been, you know, going out on dates with people that are not in the industry, uh, it makes it so much more harder. So, but so much more. Because they, they don't understand. They, they don't see what I do as work. They feel that I'm just fucking other guys. Yeah, cause it, they make it seem like you just doing this because you want it, not because it's a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is it's kind of crazy. So... With, with that misconception, because a lot of times men have that that idea that because you do the sex work business, that is cheating, but it's not cheating. Can you speak to that? It's definitely not cheating because I'm not doing it on your back. Behind. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I'm doing this and this is what I do. You know that is transactional. I don't go with them just to hook up. Like there is something to accomplish out of it, and the accomplishment is money. Um, so it is a business. It is my job. Um, and honestly, like I'm not monogamous. I've never been monogamous. Um, <laughs> When I was in past relationships, I will cheat. I, I, I was cheating because I wasn't happy with just having one sexual partner. Mm 
So whenever I get into relationships, I try to leave it open because I also, sorry, I also feel that it's hot that my partner fucks other people, you know? Yeah. But it's not cheating. Like I'm, I'm, even if we were to have a monogamous relationship, it is just you and me, you know, it's, there's no others in the relationship. I'm not seeking anyone else outside of our relationship for fun or for whatever reason. Like, See, I I'm think going people associate monogamism too much with physical. Exactly. And it is emotional, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you have my loyalty. My loyalty is not questioned because I go about my business and mm-hmm. make my money. It's not questioned. My loyalty is with you and my respect and, and, and my faithful, uh, my faithfulness, I'm sorry, is with you. I'm not going around fucking other guys without telling you or just because I want to. I'm I'm doing it because this is a business and I'm not going to change who I am and I'm not going to change what I do because you're insecure and that's why I stay single. Yes, you can do bad by yourself. That was one of my favorite songs from back in the day. Do bad (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was my jam. So, Outside the porn business, what would you like to do as far as like branding yourself? Outside of the porn industry, well, I am still a student. I still go to school. I'm okay. about to graduate from uh, psychology. Congratulations. I, thank you. I want to become a psychologist after uh, psychology. I want to do my specialty on sexology i want to be Mm -hmm. a sex therapist uh Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to be that before even joining the industry and i just you know happen to have the awesome opportunity to now possibly mix in both Mm -hmm. uh, without having to you know quit one or the other i can mix them i think it's a wonderful thing that is something i'm pursuing um yeah actually you because you have that look and that sex appeal of a sex therapist. Well, thank you. <laughs> you 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 definitely I can see you sitting there with the glasses looking all sexy. <laughs> so tell me what's your problem? Yeah, <laughs> how can I help your boners, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, it'll be well, it'll be worth that 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 per hour money. It'll be definitely worth it. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, that because, like I said, that that's one thing that I tell people: we do have lives outside of this, and we do have ambitions outside of this. It's just part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a, a avenue, an avenue to get there. Most definitely. So, like I said, I want you to tell the people where they can find you, where they can see you, what you got coming up, and what and all that good stuff. Well, you can find me anywhere. You can just Google me. You can Google Brianna Kahlo. Uh, my social media is Brianna Kahlo as well. Twitter is all Brianna Kahlo. It's all together. Mm-hmm. I have my website, which is BriannaKahlo.com. I have mm-hmm. my OnlyFans, which is the Brianna Kahlo. I'm on Avian Stars. I'm on Pornhub. I'm on Many Bits. You can find me anywhere. My porn is anywhere at the reach of everyone. I run promotions on many bits usually. Right now, I have a 40% off on most of my store items. That's so, good. definitely check it out. 
I just updated my store. I posted, I think, 50 new scenes. 15, I'm sorry, 15 new scenes. So mm. definitely check it out. Um, Penny for your bucket and really good porn is the best BBW porn out there. Mm-hmm. I can my own horn, but I put a lot of passion into what I do. And um, just follow me on my on my on my Instagram and Twitter. I'm very approachable. You can always DM me. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me, though, and actually have a conversation and get to know each other, will be through OnlyFans. Though I'm super active there, mm-hmm. and you can find me also on Plumper Pass. Basically, she's everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and pronounce your last name again. Kalo. Kala. Kahlo, uh, Kahlo, yeah, like Frida Kahlo. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And what did that mean? Um, I honestly took Kahlo from Frida Kahlo. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love her. I just changed the H because I didn't want to get in trouble. So the H on Frida Kahlo comes after the A. I put mm-hmm. it before the A because I'm like, I don't know if this is, you know, um, branded or something. I'm not trying to get sued. But mm-hmm. it is because of Frida Kahlo. I'm a feminist at heart. She's a feminist. She's Mexican. And she's mm-hmm. awesome. No doubt. So I'm about to close this out. And then I'll probably call you afterward for some aftercare. <laughs> I'm looking forward to bring you back. Yes, please. For a later episode so we can really chop it up. I'm also looking forward to hopefully working with you in the future. Yes, please. On my retirement tour. (laughs) (laughs) So, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming, lady. Thank you for having me, babe. No doubt.